0: So, I was thinking about this over the weekend. What would the What the Fumble drinking game look like for this particular campaign? Oh, God. (laughs) It would look like a doctor's visit. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. But it's like... Take a shot every time Slash says, Slash Explains. Oh, no. or, like, or Like, I don't do that already. Or or take a <laughs> shot every time Lamin is disappointed in Lustra. Oh, that's at least two. <laughs> uh, take a shot every time Van Richten loses his glasses or says, do you require healing? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, finish your drink if Tess loses her bone saw. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the um, fuck up. What is it? Um, take a shot every time Troubadour is upside down. You know. Well, that's fair. So it's like, I like, how hammered would we be by do, the end of a session? Do a keg stand every time Troubadour is upside down. Oh my oh. god! No. Oh. There they, you go. Oh. Now you're just
1: looking for excuses to go upside down. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes, I.
2: Let's just just go full like Tears of the Kingdom and like just make a giant bathroom to run upside down constantly. Just like that'd be
1: fun. Yeah. You know, don't worry about it. I'm excited. Attic, not a lot of roof space. I'm Ooh. gonna have
0: like so much <laughs> terrain to mess around with. I'll yeah. be fine. Take a shot every time Lustra misses with his bow. That's a better <laughs> one. Oh God, <laughs> where he hasn't found his range. I wonder if you weren't taking sharpshooter though.
1: I think you'd... actually, no. I've seen some of your dice rolls. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, wouldn't it wouldn't be much better.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure the my dice are weighted or something. <laughs> David's not playing with a d20. He's playing with a coin. It's either <laughs> it hits or it doesn't. <laughs> are like,
1: supposed to be rolling d20s? I've been rolling d4s this whole time. <laughs> is that coin just a buttered piece of bread? And the, <laughs> I guess the unbuttered sign is miss? Because that well, keeps up coming up a lot more.
0: Exactly. Well, these dice are copper, just like Lustra, So that's why I'm using them.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Even though they haven't been treating me very well. And I've been I've been
2: changing dice every well not every session but like a lot of sessions because one I have a dice addiction and two
1: I can't roll for shit no matter what <sighs> especially for hits though you rolled the most out of any of us so. yeah yeah I know but
2: I mean <laughs> drinking game every time I scream about a freaking natural one just that's no one has to drink there because I. Th- I think it would probably just kill you. No, I think natural um, ones
0: everybody has to drink. Like
1: that's just that's just a that's just a given in this particular. Yeah, just go full Merlin Carlisle. Yeah, exactly. Change the name to What the Stumble. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh yeah. Well, uh, well, two drinks every time there's a call back to Merlin though. Huh. Rest in power. Pour one out. RIP Merlin Carlisle. Or he's still alive, you don't know.
1: Well, you know. But <laughs>
3: I say let's play some D&D, see if we can hit some of our own tropes then. Ah, oh, hell yeah.
1: Good, I'm thirsty.
3: Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> Sound check is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We left off on the elevator. You guys have taken your long rest. Everybody is level seven. Mm-hmm. We had some fun little RP moments inside Salash's tiny hut. You guys did a bit of Exploring afterwards, and you quickly realize that at some point during the night, the bodies of Carl, Joseph, and Elise all disappeared without a trace. Like, it never happened. Like, they were never there. Great. You don't have much nighttime left. It is now 5.10 a.m. Is that right, David? Amundo. So, you know, you've got about 20 minutes left before the sun starts to rise. And hopefully before that minus four to all saving throws goes away. But right now, still in effect, unfortunately. Fantastic. Mm. You guys decided from there to make your way to the lift, though, and take it up to the attic. So you all piled into the elevator on the third floor... You closed the door. Tess pulled the lever. And I made all of you make a saving throw. I think the highest roll was Slash, I think. It was Troubadour with 18. Oh, was it Troubadour with 18? I had the 18 right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So many charisma casters. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, not even the 18 is enough. Oh, damn. Oh, great. The moment Tess pulls that lever to go up you all feel the elevator just plummet downwards <laughs> at an insane speed
2: wrong lever
3: <laughs> for a brief moment it kind of feels like you're floating but then there's a loud smash and you all feel yourselves smash into the hard metal floor of the elevator and you all take
2: i i don't like this justin <laughs>
3: Ooh, that's a juicy one. You all take 12 points of of falling damage. Of falling damage. Of falling damage, you Uh, say? Oh.
2: So it sounds a whole lot like everyone else takes 12 points of falling damage. Monk. Yeah. So you get to do what? I get to use my reaction to reduce the damage by 35. Uh,
3: That's a big number.
2: Yeah, so uh, I think that uh, underflows, so I regain 20 hit points. Yeah, that's totally, yeah. No?
0: Okay. No, I just imagine the elevator, <laughs> you know, plummets, and then Tess, you know, times that shit and jumps at the right time. Jump I know, I know that's not how timing. gravity. I know that's not how gravity works, but I feel like for Tess, it does in this one instance. You're a dragon who pukes acid. Don't don't <laughs> right. talk to me about like Realism. gravity defining elves.
3: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's a good point. The rest of you take some falling damage, though. I should have stuck to the wall. <laughs> Oh, man,
2: but, like, if you were spider climbing, that would be just, like, running face-first into a... Getting hit by a bus.
1: Like, the sudden stop. I would have been attached to the bus. And still going, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Regardless, performance check to to, uh,
2: pretend that I also got hurt and be like, Oh, solidarity! Oh. Uh,
1: 18. Owie! (laughs) Ouch! Oh, oh! Oh, not one on my inside, I believe you. My shoulder! It hurts. I'll use all thirty-five points of play on hands <laughs> on you. You're welcome. Oh
2: wow, so generous, and I definitely needed.
3: So now what? Still in the elevator. Door still closed. Just took some falling damage. Fuck this
1: solidarity. Who's got a rope? Uh, uh, probably all of us, really, unless Lustra left his tied to the boat. Uh, I don't. That's why I'm asking. Oh,
2: well,
0: shit um, Slash has some rope uh But before he hands it to you He wants to take a look outside of the elevator Because are we on the first floor now Or did we go further?
3: Oh, open the door
0: Yeah, I think Slash will turn to everybody I'm not sure where we landed But Van Richten, did you have a basement in your estate?
3: There's, there's a wine cellar and a root cellar but those uh, were only accessible through stairwells from outside.
2: So what you're saying is
0: whatever hole we just fell down didn't exist? Well, that's some bullshit. We well, were on the third floor. Unless we've landed on the first floor, I would like to check. Um, and Slash so is going to go ahead and see if he can't open the door to check.
3: You open the elevator door and realize... That you're still on the third floor. What? What? Oh
0: my god. What? Well, <sighs>
3: Slash sort of rubs
0: his eyes for a moment in disbelief. I, I don't understand.
2: What on earth is this nonsense? All right, check the windows. Did, is it, is it maybe we just, this, maybe this place decided to make an underground copy of the third floor and test just like,
3: you go, darts
2: out and looks out a window.
3: You go to dart out of the elevator and you stop in your tracks. And you see that outside in the hall, there's someone there that wasn't there before. You see the ghost of a young woman, mid-twenties, fresh tears that are running down her human cheeks. I swear, if you kill me with a banshee a second time, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) She has long hair and is dressed in traveler's clothes. And her appearance almost reminds you of Lenora in a lot of ways. But Rudolph Van Richten looks at this apparition and says, Claudia? (gasps) Oh. And you realize that this is the ghost of Claudia DeShane, the young woman that Van Richten told you the story of, the young woman that he ran into in his travels many, many years ago. Her magical powers were awakened after running into him. She died while crusading with Van Richten. And Lenara always kind of reminded Van Richten of Claudia in a way. And she looks at him with a sad look in her eyes and says, Dr. Van Richten, she's so strong and her power only grows at night. You, you must take advantage of the day. Van Richten Radonovich but Claudia seems to struggle she's kind of mumbling to herself she looks very very distressed like she's straining against some unseen force she's so hard to resist her hatred for you is terrifying but as she says this, her face kind of changes. It's almost like, a, like a Smeagol changing to Gollum no. type change. Her face suddenly looks very undead, sunken eyes, tight skin. And she scowls at Van Richten and says, and it is a hatred. It is well deserved. I could have had a good life. I planned on marrying, raising children. Instead, your cursed soul destroyed everything. I regret ever having met you. And we're going to roll some initiative.
0: God oh, damn it.
3: man. Oh, let's do this thing God. let's
0: do this more ghosts more lady ghosts but we get to show off our fancy shiny level seven things maybe uh, mm-hmm. this is so
3: fitting van richten is just so shocked by the scene in front of him he comes in at the two on initiative anyone get 20 or higher though
0: yes yeah, slash is ready for this 22 yeah, just ready to beat up a woman okay <laughs> that's fine <laughs> words have meaning and she said some hurtful things okay <laughs>
3: 15 or higher? Uh Uh-oh.
0: It's cute you think that. (laughs) 10 or higher? 13, no, 12. I got 13, though.
2: Uh, Hey, Troubadour, we're bros, we're buddies, we're pals. Uh, Hooray, I rolled a 13. What did you roll? I rolled an 8. Oof. (laughs) The fact that I can't out-initiative the guy with Dex as his dump stat is bullshit. Clank, clank, clank. (laughs)
3: Uh, Lucero, you said 13? Correct. And you got, what, 12, Adam? Yep. Colin? 12 as well. 12 as well. Oh, let's go! <laughs> the ghost of Claudia DeShane a moment ago seemed to be resisting against some unseen force. Radonovich, you can only assume. But it seems like she's given in. She lets out this scream, but slash, you have a moment to react here. What would you like to do?
0: So, just before I begin my turn, she seems ghostly, or is she like actually? This is a ghost. This yeah. is a ghost. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Salash, seeing the ghost, gives some very harmful words. Salash understands the, the, the import of words and how hurtful they can be. So he says, in turn, expending a bardic inspiration to cast unsettling words. And he will say to, to Claudia, then Richten loved you. Although I will say that there was likely another, and cast unsettling words, which is going to be, if I'm not mistaken, a D eight off her next saving throw. Which is an eight Holy off her next shit. saving throw. Oh, um and then we get to cast slash special number four, which is the bane an
3: eight <laughs> off the saving throw. Correct, and I don't even get a save on that.
0: Uh, nope. That's so stupid. Uh, <laughs> DC eight. fifteen. Uh, and I'm casting bane. Oh, that's a charisma save if I'm not mistaken. Uh, for bane, uh, it is in fact a charisma saving throw. At a minus eight, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know if any pretty. Eight.
3: Do some math. Okay. Charisma. Oh, boy. (laughs) Not even close. (laughs) Not even close. Suddenly the minus four
2: to saves. This doesn't feel so bad. (laughs) Wow.
3: Oh, wow. Very nice. So she is now baned that inner struggle. That Claudia is having right now, your words just they reach her, and she's she's like visibly unsettled by your words.
0: Hey, you
2: spun some words that were unsettling.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just wait until I whisper at her. Oh, so dissonantly. Oh, (laughs) I'm like the yin yang twins of D &D. (laughs) and (laughs) D.
3: Slash, have anything else?
0: Uh, nope, he just wants to make sure that he's... Um, uh, he'll Actually, he'll exit the elevator. And what's the battlefield look like here? It's just the hallway that um, uh, we would have entered in?
3: Yeah, outside is the hallway, or I guess more like the lobby area. It's the smoking room, kind of like the large open area right. of the third floor.
0: Right, right.
3: So you've got quite a bit of room to work with if you go out there.
0: So, yeah, I'm going to definitely step out out of the lift make sure that i'm not in you know grouping all of us up together um but still try my best to at least if i if possible keep at least 15 feet away from her oh shit we're right next to the withdrawing room run back there <laughs> <laughs> i will not withdraw into the withdrawing room i will move into the smoking room as far as i can Um, uh, hopefully ideally maintaining at least 10 to 15 feet of, of distance.
3: Yeah, you can uh you can definitely maintain 15 feet of distance between yourself and Claudia's ghost. Is that it from Slash? Uh that's bonus
0: action, that's action, that's movement. That's about everything from from the sneaky boy, action surge. No, okay. And Merlin comes in. <laughs> <laughs> it's Merlin time.
3: <laughs> Despite That hatred for Van Richten seeming to rise within her, and all those words that Slash just threw in her direction. It's on Tess that Claudia's eyes lands, and look at you! Beautiful, young, full of life. Yeah, what about it? Foolish enough to throw it all away, traveling with this washed-up old man. You don't deserve any of this. And it's at you she comes, raking her claws. With jealousy. A ten to hit?
2: Well, turns out I have a ghost in my back pocket. Smash the first
3: claw away with my ghost-infused bone saw. Her other hand rakes across your face. You see, she tries to kind of grab some of your hair and, like, pull it out.
0: Cat fight.
3: <laughs> it turns into a 21. Uh, hit. Oh,
0: Bane, Bane, minus. Minus a d4, please. Oh, oh, there's a chance.
3: This can make a difference. Good call. 21 minus 1 is a 20. <sighs>
2: if only I was Troubadour. <laughs>
3: Still would hit me. 20 yeah. to hit Tess. Tess, you take 19 points
0: oh,
3: of necrotic damage. Always oh, the
2: freaking necrotic with these people.
3: And I need Tess to make a wisdom saving throw. Cool. Unfortunately, cool. at minus 4. Oh,
0: yeah. At minus 2 because you're within range of Troubadour? Plus
3: 2 for Troubadour, yeah. What's up, two. girl? <laughs> Alright, so...
2: That all comes out to... Plus two. Oh,
3: 18! That is a success. Oh, thank God. Ooh. That is a success. Nothing else happens. But Claudia is raking her jagged fingernails at you. No. And screaming, you don't deserve...
2: You don't deserve this! You know that's not true.
0: Wait, that sounded really egotistical. I, I didn't mean it <laughs> that, that way.
3: Lustra, what do you do?
0: Um, I take it that she... I, if I can't get past her without taking an opportunity attack, correct? Because we're all huddled in the lift at this point.
3: She might. She might swing at you. Mm-hmm. She could.
0: So... Uh, do I use my rapier or do I get... To distance to actually use my longbow. I don't like the amount of damage that was done, so just to be on the safe side, I'm going to use the disengage action to get past her. Okay. And I'm going to move my full 30 feet or get as far... I'm going to get about 30 feet away from her if I can.
3: Yeah, the room's large enough that you can absolutely do that. You get basically to the other side of the smoking room, not too far away from the doors to Van Richten's clinic and work room.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to find my position and as much as I want to do other things with it, that's it. That's all I got.
3: And as you kind of step past her, you notice that her hate-filled eyes like don't leave Tess's face. Mm.
2: That's fine. Oh. Like you, you run past, like really trying to keep away... Has just like hat, her hand is in this
0: ghostly clutch. Like, don't
2: worry, I've got the right where I want her. <laughs> that
3: was it from Lustra. Yeah, that that's it. Yeah, that's gonna bring it to. Uh Oh, who goes next, Trubadur or Tess? We, I didn't, I uh, forgot to ask you guys. You tied at a twelve.
1: I have higher decks, but yeah, well, let's do that. You two are having a moment. So. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Give her. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it would be nice to give you the chance to just run out of our 1v1 as well. <laughs> I'm going to go take bets. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, in fact, Tessa says that sarcastically and then grabs her by the wrist as she's like trying to yank out what's left of her hair. She says, actually, I think I do have you right where I want you. I think it's about time I cut arm. Um, she like grabs her, the, the claw off her face, like rips the claws out of her skin, raises it up, and just goes for underneath the armpit with the bone saw. Slash shivers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, 24 to hit.
3: Oh, man.
2: 24 to hit. So, first things first. Nine magic slashing. And, uh if you could give me a constitution saving throw against being stunned.
0: Ooh. And remember, there's a a negative D4 for you. Oh, no. (laughs)
3: Can
0: can one stun a
2: ghost? Ooh. Let's find out. Spending the key point anyway.
3: I just read an insanely long list of condition immunities. They're immune to so many things. stuns not one of them
2: I mean let's be real what are the odds you actually fails the save
3: though what's the number again? 14 (laughs) it's an 18 minus 3
2: come on
3: good I'm
0: trying man I'm trying for you it's so
2: close every time (laughs) it's fine that's fine I I have more attacks oh man (sighs) You know what? You know what? I was just testing you this time. This time for sure, though. Second attack. 23.
3: Oh, yeah. And... Punching ghosts. Yeah.
2: Just, like, bring the saw up, pull it back, try to rip through some ghost tendons for 14 uh, damage. Dang. Spend another key point, though. I want to take her out. Another D, another con save. Let's go. Let's Let's get this done. I'm going to spend all of my key points on a ghost
0: lady. (laughs) Just tell me. We're with the D4. That's with the D4.
3: D4 is minus four. Oh. Brings me down to a dirty one. (gasps) Dirty one. Five minus four. You stunned a ghost. I did it. (laughs) Fuck that bitch. (laughs) I did it. You are right
2: where I want you. Saw, saw, just cut through like some of the ethereal cords tying her to this realm. Um and just put her in a weird weird section. And you know what? I have so many key points now. Flurry of blows. <laughs> Flurry of blows that she's stunned, so that's all at advantage. Higher the Natural 20! Hey! Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Oh, now, the question is, do I, do I spend more key points to pump this bitch full of poison? Probably not, because that's probably on the list of immunities that he read, but I don't know <laughs> things. I don't know so much shit anyway. You know what? Well, we're fine. We're fine. We are hitting her for five plus three plus four is 12 magic bludgeoning as I like judo chopper in the throat. And one more.
3: Yeah. Oh no! One more.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I spent three key points this turn, and they're all worth it. They're all worth it. Okay, fifteen plus seven is twenty-two for another hit.
3: <laughs> oh my goodness. Jeez. <laughs> Tesco and nuts. <laughs>
2: You don't pull my hair. <laughs> We're getting on the full-on dome slap fight here.
0: There can only be one, only be one boss bitch in here.
3: She can't say anything because she's stunned, but exactly. her eyes are glaring at you. They're glaring. Her crossed eyes
0: are glaring at you. <laughs>
2: you know what? She's glaring. Tess just like does a, puts up a rocker symbol and just like jams them into her eyes. For another seven magic bludgeoning.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. Oh, man.
2: And then Tess, like, gently pulls the hand off of her face. If this ghost was still pretty, it would be like two... It would be like a mirror. Just be like glaring at her. You think I chose this? No one chooses this. But what I'm going to do Is punish everyone responsible and everyone who gets in my way. And I'll end my turn there.
3: Jesus. Oh man.
2: Oh man. Through the door you're up. (laughs) Wow. She like
1: tags out.
3: (laughs) There's a stunned ghost. What do you do?
1: Thanks for going first. Um I I guess I'm now the paladin of mercy And you're the monk of vengeance <laughs> uh, I, I pulled out the sword like, like a session or three ago I assume I fell and then the fire was off So I'll use my bonus action to put that back on and we're going to chop at a stunned ghost. This is going to be great. Hell yeah. I need to hear the words in this context, though. Hot stuff with a 23 to hit. Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. fuck.
2: <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Just choosing the right dice out of your pile? Hell yeah. Got to f- remember what damage I do. Oh, every time Troubadour says hot stuff. I'm not thirsty. <laughs>
1: nine magical slashing, and six fire damage.
3: Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. It's perfect. It's perfection. As I believe, I think it was during the fight against the Linens, Troubadour got really pissed off that someone stole a kill. (gasps) So out of nowhere, this ghost had... Colin put this ghost to just 3 hp <laughs> and then Troubadour just comes screaming <laughs> off the elevator. Kill steals the hell.
2: <laughs> not this
3: time.
0: <laughs> it's not a kill steal, it's a kill secure. <laughs> um Well, jeez, damn. Uh,
1: glad I didn't use spell slot on that then. Uh Troubadour will drop the sword. Put a hand on Tess's tip or shoulder or wrist or wherever he can uh, reach. Look at the fading ghost. Look at Tess and what she's becoming. And he'll try and stare her right in the eye and go, Don't let vengeance consume you too. As effectively, uh, you know, from just on the other side of the line, Hi, I'm the warning.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have
2: eight strength. You could pull me down to your level if you wanted; it wouldn't be hard. <laughs> I have spider climb. I could climb up to your level. Aww. <laughs> Regardless, we're looking each other eye to eye. There it's we fine.
1: go. But yeah, he's he he's just like he he thinks he sees that passion and uh, you know lust for battle in you, and uh, he wants to keep you on the the healing hand side of mercy, not the pump poison side. So uh, just just throws that in so you don't feel that he stole your kill.
3: to cover is I like it some serious words from Troubadour a few more serious words from The Ghost of Claudia Deschain as it slowly fades away in her last moments of being around she seems to win that inner struggle And just looks at Van Richten with this pleading look and says The house. You have to listen to the house. And then she's gone. Uh sort of
2: rattled out of her bloodlust by Troubadour Tess uh is going uh she's going to run up and try to grab the fading wisps of the ghost and like no. No, we have so many questions. You actually know something. Please. And just, like, hand will probably go through the the fading wisps. No, where is she? Just tell us where we'll end this.
1: She'll just start punching the ground. Is the host saying ow as it gets punched? <laughs> <laughs> is the doll saying anything? Troubadour, check! <laughs> hey, are you the host's representative? <laughs> Can I have a meeting with the house?
3: <laughs> <laughs> the doll decides to say something back. <gasps> what? Wait, what? 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 Not what you expected.
1: The house you have reached is not in service.
3: <laughs> it's a completely random addition from the doll in this moment. Whispers the troubadour. It says, "When do you think Carl's coming back?" I'm not very good at swimming. <gasps> Ah.
0: Oh. ah oh my brain Do my heart oh
2: <laughs> so Oh no that opens up so many cans of worms
1: What was that through the door? The doll said When do you think Carl's coming back? I'm not very good at swimming Oh, come on.
2: You can't tell me that was an accident. We finally had someone to blame, someone to go for.
0: Slash will turn to Van Richten and see what his, you know, visage has, considering Claudia just passed on into the beyond.
3: See Van Richten has kind of turned his back to all of you and is like staring towards the workroom, the door of his clinic. Just kind of staring in the other direction. He's turned his back.
0: Salash will approach Van Richten, put a hand on his shoulder. There is deep power in what somebody can say, especially some, somebody that is close to us. It doesn't take much to throw somebody off kilter that way. I think Claudia would have wanted to know that you had moved on from her. Or at least, that you got better. And I think that whatever was controlling her, restraining her, demanding her, we both know was Radonovich. There was freedom in her final moments. Do not think yourself somebody deserving of that kind of hatred. It was very obvious that this kind of passion only arose because there was such a deep connection between you two. You did well here, doctor. Make no mistake.
3: You see Van Richten, when you first approach, pretty sure you caught him. Quickly wipe a tear off of his cheek. You say those words to him and he just kind of scoffs at you says, where do you think her soul will go? There is no escaping the domains of dread. She is not in a better place. Why was she here to begin with? And he kind of just like looks up towards the ceiling, and like just looks at the house in general, and with a deep anger and almost fury in his voice, a fury that you've heard, coming from Tess's frustrations so far, but the frustration just gets to Van Richten. And he repeats those words to the house almost. And says, what was she doing here in the first place? And almost at that very same moment, there's a very loud boom of thunder outside. <sighs>
2: dash to a window see if the weather has changed if there's anything
3: that rain that began at the beginning of the night is still falling steadily you look out the window at this point i'd say five twenty-five. after all these conversations shit shit
2: shit what do we have what is left we activated the lift
0: We have yet to go into the attic during the daytime. We will go into the attic during the daytime. While we still have nighttime left, let us investigate what we can in the few short minutes that we have. Fine. Fine. Everyone pick a room.
1: Split up and look for clues. How much time have we spent in the library?
3: Uh... Let me double check. I don't think you've spent much time in there at all. I don't think we did. I don't think we went there. I don't think you have. Yeah. We were
2: so focused on the workroom and the clinic. And the blue room, because that's weird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think if somebody's saying, listen to the house," what will tell the story? Trophies you found or a library? Many stories to tell.
0: Slash nods in agreement. All too familiar to the library. Excellent. Well, if we have five minutes, do we want to split up?
1: I mean, really, we're like two rooms away so
0: like if somebody just screams we're gonna be there fair enough I think we're all healthy enough right now that we can stand to do that uh Salash will take the
1: library for sure uh Troubadour is dumb and likes killing so he'll look to the hunter and go hey trophy room (laughs) (laughs) yeah sounds like a plan to me
2: I will withdraw to the withdrawing room nailed it (laughs) (laughs) and if there's nothing there she'll kick her way into Joseph's bedroom
3: and Van Richten?
0: Library with Slash. Yeah, I think. feel like going with me with to the library would make most sense.
3: He's so angry, stupefied, and so many emotions that he's just going to silently follow uh, whoever you want him to. So we're splitting up library with drawing room and trophy room. You've got five minutes before, you know daytime starts showing up and you want as much info as possible in these last five minutes i love it push comes to shove we run away from the night
1: for
0: the next four minutes and 54 <laughs> seconds i
3: absolutely love it Who is going library again we're uh, gonna start
0: there slash and van richten
3: slash and van richten slash you enter a room whose walls are absolutely covered from floor to ceiling by shelves that are packed with books. There's a stepladder that has wheels on the bottom, and it's attached to a track at the top. It can be pushed all the way around the room, allowing nice, easy access to even the, the highest shelves in this room. There's a small desk that stands before two large windows Allowing someone to read at it with plenty of natural sunlight during the day. Some lanterns on that desk for nighttime. How are you spending your five minutes? Are Um, you looking for something in particular or... I mean,
0: Slash has a deep interest in just knowing what Van Richten had consumed in terms of literature, but given the current circumstance, I feel like Slash is looking for anything that is organized in a way that the house would speak to him. Maybe it's books arranged in a certain pattern to spell out a sentence. Maybe it's a, a map or some kind of schematic that's laid out in a special way. He's looking for patterns, is what he's looking for.
3: I almost forgot my Taroka deck. No. Oh, no. Luckily, they're not too, too far away. Just a quick stretch. Here we go. Oh, man. How weird is the library going to get? <laughs> oh, man. It's made of snakes. <laughs> I can talk to snakes. God <laughs> damn it. Go ahead and give me uh, an investigation check for the room as well. Uh 19. Nice. So over the course of the next five minutes to last, you make very, very quick work of, you know, trying to peruse through as many titles as you possibly can with a little bit of a time slot that you want to do this in. You find a lot of different subjects. Really, this is like three generations of Van Richten's worth of hobbies and interests, of different subjects. It ranges from, you know, music theory to religion, theology. There's a lot of anatomy and medical texts and books about poisons, that kind of thing. There's a bunch of other topics that are mixed in, but you don't find too, too much of interest. However, a random book just kind of falls off the shelf while you're perusing. And as it's falling, it smacks you in the head and does two points of bludgeoning. Bastard. (laughs) And then it lands on the ground with a thud.
0: (sighs) Slash will rub his head, and he'll be like, Galaz, even you didn't do this one. (laughs) And he looks down at the book. Um, What is it? What book is it? What's the title? What's going on?
3: It's just a random... It's called... How to hit people in the head with a book. (laughs) (laughs) Very specific. Volume 7. Ooh. The Advanced Edition. There's so many
0: ways. Slash grits his teeth, thinking to himself, "Is is this some kind of joke? You know, he'll look over to Van Richten. Have you ever had books fall off this shelf before? Or is this the house simply playing
3: tricks on me? Claudia did say listened to the house, didn't she? Indeed. What did she mean by that?
0: I'm trying to find some kind of pattern, some kind of of way that the house could communicate to us and I thought the most simplest way would be well, frankly, with words either through a title or through books that have clearly fallen on my head. Hmm? Slash is going to sort of again, cautiously images of him, you know, grabbing at the book that Golos was in, flooding his mind. He takes a deep breath. And he'll grab the book that fell and open it up, hoping to find some kind of text, almost like a mentalist or something that says, open to page 382 and read the first sentence. And then that somehow is like the magic sentence that is exactly what they had written up on stage. There's like a square cut
3: out of all the pages and it's just Fanderton's weed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's from my glaucoma.
3: Unfortunately, with this small amount of time, it's not going too well for you. Meanwhile, though, over in the trophy room. Whose trophy room? Troubadour and Lustra? Correct.
1: The big, buff, beefy boys. Mm.
3: The two of you enter the trophy room. The walls of the room are covered with the white skulls of dozens of deer, along with the mounted heads of boars, other deer other woodland prey. There's this grand stag that stands upon a pedestal in the far corner of the room. And to the left of the door that you come through is a uh, fox that is preserved in mid-stride and running nowhere forever. And between the stuffed animals are... A bunch of mounted spears, crossbows, other weapons of the hunt. Oh, if cool. anyone needs like a, uh, you know, just like a switch up with your common weapon. Oh, is there like a hunting horn? Is like, that a, like a weapon with stats?
2: Oh, no. Like, um, you know how when people go out for the hunt, they usually have like the big horn that oh, they sure. blow to signify the hunt. And like, or like to signify a kill or something. I the just think, oldie bugle. <laughs> I think, I just think that would be cool to have, you know? <laughs> I'm not there. I'm sorry.
3: Yeah, they don't see it right away, but uh, if you want to, if they want to spend their five minutes uh, searching for one, uh, but at the very least, you can tell right away that, you know, based on what's on the walls, if any of you wanted just like a different, you know, want to switch up the short sword or whatever the case may be, uh, we can. Definitely argue that it's in this room Oh, sick
1: Backup wouldn't hurt uh, What do you do? Troubadour is going to smell around the fox Because it is the one stuffed animal Foxes are clever I was told to listen to the house So in the words of Yelvis <laughs> What does the fox say? Oh my god
3: <laughs> Well, it depends on what these Taroka cards say, I guess <laughs> Oh
1: man what is primordial for... It? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I the
3: think f- still that. Uh,
0: Slash speaks primordial, so can confirm.
3: There <laughs> we go. The fox says nothing. As you step into the room, its eyes, along with the eyes of all the other dead animals in here, all seem to kind of linger on you a little bit, maybe staring accusingly at you. But aside from that, all seems... Okay.
0: I
1: don't want any of you. You're all skeletons and no blood. Fuck off. <laughs> Eyes
0: turn to Lustra. <laughs> there you go.
3: <laughs> Lustra, do you do anything in particular?
0: Well, trying to listen to the house. I mean, when it comes to a trophy room, and then there's one thing that is taxidermy. Man, is it? I just don't know what to look for. Is the kicker.
1: Go to the big stag. The most trophiest of trophies. I mean, you're the one who's always had these tiny moments.
0: Mm. So,
2: so if anyone's gonna, like, find something in the mists, it's you.
0: Also, yeah. favored, you know, enemy beasts, you know, hunting. Like, come on, bruh. Yeah, I know, yeah. Like, Lustro's definitely gonna, you know, admire that, but it's just, it's a matter of trying to move forward. And so, I guess I would inspect, you know, the stag, you know, the biggest trophy, you know, for quality and if anything will listen to me or if or if I pick up anything yeah I, sure I, I don't know what it is I'm looking for but I'm keeping my senses open to see if anything pings as I walk
3: around all these trophies give me investigation for the trophy room that's a
0: whole five
3: a whole five oh, wait, no,
0: minus four so that's a one no, that's just saves oh just saves okay <laughs> so I mean a five sounds a lot yeah. better right <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: five yeah. times as much
3: hmm troubadour is like also looking around the room my point is that we can certainly argue you have advantage if troubadour is helping you look
0: yeah okay sure i'll i'll go and roll again i'm bringing my fox buddy <laughs> please roll double digits oh it's double digits 11 <laughs> hey it's something
3: yeah it's still not very good you don't find anything of interest unfortunately Just a room full of hunting trophies. Meanwhile, though, we go to Tess. You're going to the withdrawing room up here, solo style. Yeah, I have withdrawn to the withdrawing room. What's interesting about this room is that it is the steward's drawing room. So this is Joseph's. Like personal withdrawing room. So if like maybe Joseph had to, uh, have a meeting with a staff member or hire a new staff member, this might be kind of, you know, his office. This is, uh, the room right next to his bedroom. As a matter of fact, the room to his bedroom is through this room. As far as inside, uh, despite the fact that it has a bunch of comfortable furniture and tasteful decor the room kind of lacks the cozy atmosphere of the other sitting rooms that you were in downstairs the small couch and the padded chairs stand like timid strangers at a market one overstuffed chair and a tiny lamp table stand apart from the other furniture and near them a small bookshelf forms a nook separating them from the rest of the chamber. And then, again, the door that leads to Joseph's bedroom is also in here, along with a window that looks out to the, the balcony, the grounds. What does Tess do with her five minutes?
2: Tess is, I mean, the the fight pretty well took, took place right beside the withdrawing room. And so as she's looking at everyone else, like, spreading out and dispersing into their own room. She takes a deep breath in, lets it out, wipes the blood off of her face, closes the door very, cl- very gently, turns around to the withdrawing room, just looks at all of the furniture, the ceiling, makes sure she doesn't get paralyzed by it, and just... Closes her eyes for a second, tries to remember Troubadour saying Don't let vengeance consume you. I am a cautionary tale. Uh and but um his his usually very audible and shrill voice gets overtaken by by Van Richten's What was she even doing here? She mumbles what are we even doing here? Is this supposed to be a test? A trap? A prison? Is everything going to be the same? Is everything going to be different? Well, House, if you got anything to say, say it now, because I am going to write all over you. She pulls out her spear in one hand, r- wrenches the bone saw off of her hip in the other, and just rages for the entire for the entire 5 minutes if there is a desk with any like locked doors or whatever she doesn't care she's just going to be like axe kicking the shit out of it trying to like destroy any cabinets she's going to be like she's going to knock the bookcase over um just like carve her initials like she's going to take the bones on just like carve into the wall like um sh plus tt equals love uh, <laughs> Aww. and just like she's going to do as much permanent damage to this room as possible she is tired of like showing up and reacting to things she just wants to if, if everything if the night is, if the house is powerful at night she's going to hurt it at night and if it everything goes back to the normal in the day well this is definitely one way to be
3: sure God, I love it so much. You can take inspiration.
2: Hell yeah. I'll use that to get advantage on my attack versus the stuffed chair. <laughs>
3: 5.25 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. Tess closes the door behind her and absolutely rages inside of Joseph's personal withdrawing room. You do a damn good job of it, too. (laughs) You wreck the desk. The things you write into the walls, you're confident, aren't going anywhere. This would take, like, you know, replacing some boards and stuff. Hell yeah. You can rip the notes and shred any book, and you destroy the place. You absolutely destroy the place. And I like to think that it's... At 5.30, with Tess maybe kind of like looking down at the ground, hands on her thighs, breathing deeply, trying to catch her breath from five minutes of sustained mayhem. You can see it's the, maybe it's the sun that starts to poke in through the window that grabs your attention, And just so I don't forget to tell you guys, the minus four is now gone. Minus four in all saving throws is gone. It does go away when the sun starts to rise, so you can make a note of that. All right. What also happens, though, absolutely just boggles Tess's mind.
2: Don't you dare.
3: It happens, like, literally in the blink of an eye. All the damage you did... Is gone. Everything is as it was. It's like you didn't do a damn thing in here. And at five thirty on the dot, you hear a voice come from behind Joseph's bedroom door, a familiar voice. It's Joseph and you can hear him saying, what? in the world is going on out there
2: fuck (laughs) um Tess is like catching her breath just like looks at everything getting hit by rays of sun and just like suddenly rebuilt her eye will twitch a little bit and she'll like look to Joseph's bedroom Look to the look to the door, out to the smoking room, back to Joseph's bedroom door. Tess solo interrogation part three. No, no,
3: no. Maybe. You also notice Tess. The ground by your feet is also fresh. Like you guys have been on the third floor and did a lot of investigating and realized that there were like some footprints in the dust. Everything down to even those footprints is reset. Everything. Everything is reset. And to make the decision for you, Joseph's bedroom door opens up and there he is staring at you until he's just like maybe buttoning the last button on his shirt. He says, Who in the hell are you? Oh, man. Well...
2: Tess has never been good with fight or flight. Um, she is going to donkey kick the do- the door from the withdrawing room to the smoking room back open. Um, hopefully, making like a slamming sound to get everyone else's attention. Uh, and she is going to charge forward at Joseph and hold the bone saw up to his throat, cover his mouth, cover his mouth with her other hand, and just. Whisper,
3: not a word.
2: Not a word.
3: But you alert all the others. Oh, yes. All you others at 5.30 on the dot. You watch as sunlight starts to slowly trickle in through the windows of the rooms that you are in. The feeling in the room, it changes. If you can peek out the window... You'd even be able to see the vegetation starting to grow rampantly. It's growing fast as sun starts to rise. You can all feel the change, like maybe even look down at your feet and you notice the same things Tess has, that everything is reset. The footprints that you remember were left by who he assumed was Joseph in the, the dust upstairs. They're not there. They've reset. It's like they're waiting for him to walk out of his bedroom for the first time today again. And assuming you all kind of meet up with Tess?
0: Yeah, hearing the door slam, uh, I feel like Salash, after rubbing his noggin from the book falling on his head, uh, will look to Van Richten and be like, it's Tess, <laughs> and immediately run outside into into meet Tess. Uh, before Looster leaves the trophy room, did any of the trophies change when the sunlight came in? Like, was it like you know, like a stag skull, but now it's instead of it being bone, is it actually like filled in? For instance,
3: nothing has changed like that. No, but that weird feeling that all the eyes were following you. Like, you were starting to really get convinced that they really actually were following you, and then the sunlight hits the room, and you're like, oh, no, it's just... Uh, it, eyes, playing it's kind of just eyes playing tricks on me kind of thing. It's just eyes playing yeah.
0: Okay, interesting. Okay.
3: But you all burst into the withdrawing room on the third floor, and you see Joseph's eyes go wide. His mouth is covered, so he can't get the words out, but Tess, you're close enough to know that he's trying to say... Young Master Van Richten is
2: like, <laughs> uh, Tess, will, Tess will, like, look back at everyone, um, just, like, cock an eyebrow. You, like, notice she's, like, covered in, like, the sheen of five minutes of raging sweat. <laughs> um, just, like, w- a little bit wild-eyed. She'll look back up to Joseph, shake her head, cock an eyebrow, and slowly remove her hand from his mouth. But she'll sort of like keep her shoulder up against his chest with like the bone saw at his clavicle. And she'll say, What happened last night? Do you remember anything? Even though she knows. It's gonna be just as frustrating. <laughs>
3: What are you talking about? It was a normal night like any other, young of Van Richten. Oh, I'm so sorry. The oh, the place is so dusty; it's a mess. I had no idea you were going to be back. Is this some kind of joke? You're not supposed to even be here for another two days. Who are these people, young master Van Richten? I'm so I'm so sorry if I've offended. Please don't slash my neck. <laughs> Guy was just going to cook breakfast for Elise and for you I'll make you breakfast. Where's <laughs> well, my daughter?
2: Where is your daughter?
0: Do you know where she is? Selash will move to Tess, and just, again, hand on shoulder, slow down, Tess, please. Forgive my compatriot, she has seen a lot of things, and quite frankly, many of us have questions, as I'm sure you do, Joseph. Please, if you might follow us downstairs, we can have a proper discussion about what we think is going on, and moreover, what our actual purpose here is.
3: Yes, uh, yes, of course, yes. D- down towards the kitchen, we'll cook breakfast, and uh, I'll answer any questions you might have. A friend of Young Master Van Richten's is a friend of mine, and uh, as far as Greta, she's He has this guilty look come over his face, and he looks at Van Richten. So I do have to admit, young Master Van Richten, since your family left for vacation, she's been sleeping in Maria's room. She loves the dolls, and I'm quite sorry, young Master Van Richten. Van Richten shrugs it aside.
0: And what of, I'm sorry, and then almost to, like, sort of give air to his lie... Um, Slash will look to Van Richten. I'm sorry, and was it Casimir? Yes. Is Casimir going to be joining us
3: this morning? Casimir? For breakfast? No, not expected till lunch. Comes in from the gatehouse around lunch. Checks in. We exchange any business duty information, that kind of thing. Have you already met him? How do you know Casimir?
0: Well, I feel like, you know... We're getting ahead of ourselves. We haven't even introduced ourselves, and we've kind of been a bit uh, hostile. Uh, So, uh, I'm Lustra. This in points and introduces everyone. This is Tess. Bodyguard. As you've met, and that's Slash, and this is Troubadour. You know, we're all friends of Van Richten. Um,
3: Yes, of course. Uh, Joseph Pierce. Pleasure to meet all of you. a Side-eye to
0: Tess. (laughs) We do apologize for the uh, high emotional meeting, I guess, from the looks of it, as his eyes dart between Tess and Joseph and kind of side-eyeing Tess. Quickly interjecting, Salash will explain. There's been something of a... Incident with the vacation with the young Master Van Richten, um, and we thought it necessary by charge of Otto Van Richten to bring him back to the estate. Um, I'm certain that this is a safe space for him, and we will
3: expect that the service here won't change. He kind of looks at Van Richten for confirmation. Van Richten nods. uh, Yes, of course. You're more than welcome here.
0: Alright, so if you may, Joseph, and Slash will almost, you know, in a cheery mood, walk up to him, sort of, you know, you know, unruffle his collar and, you know, straighten out his sleeves, sort of, you know, look at Tess and and gingerly move her you know, bone saw away from his neck, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, move her aside a little bit. Please, Joseph, if if you may, continue your duties as normal. We will certainly m- Follow your lead to the kitchen.
3: Yes, thank you very much. Just one moment. And he steps over, uh, to the desk that's in the withdrawing room, uh, opens a drawer. Damn it. Opens a second drawer. Oh, for goodness sakes, where is it? Start kind of pats his, uh, pockets, looks around the room a bit. What are you looking for? Uh, um. And then he sees that Van Richten is there. He seems to not want to say because Van Richten's in the room. You can give me a persuasion check, though.
1: Does it start with L? No. And end with Edger? Shut up, Van Richten's in here. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Oh, man. That is a six.
3: Uh, Nothing I always like to... Keep a writing utensil on me. Grab one before the day starts. But yeah, I think you guys kind of put together <laughs> what's going on. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't... He Because Van Richten's there, he doesn't want to admit that he's not sure where the business records are at. Right. As my
2: good friend and compatriot Slash has told you, young M- Master Van Richten's parents... Felt it necessary that he be sent home with some measure of security as their vacation has been, uh, cut short by unforeseen circumstances. She, like,
0: looks to Slash for, like, am I lying right? Slash nods. Um... And I mean, the only other reason we would bring him back early is, if, of course, if it was his birthday, but that's not for several months. <laughs> <laughs> so please, if anything strange has
2: happened that would imply a security risk to the household and, of course, young Master Van Richten, now that he is here, I believe it is very important that you let us know.
3: Security risk. Fortunately, the persuasion check has already failed. He oh, yeah. doesn't give anything away. Uh, but like I said, you guys put together what's going on, mm. uh, and it is clear that he truly doesn't know where the fuck the ledger is. Uh, but you do not get him to admit it. But he follows you to the kitchen. That uh, uh, we follow him to the kitchen. Very yes. well. Joseph starts to prepare breakfast in the kitchen get down there at about 5.45 a.m. and he starts to slice up some underjack cheese cook a few eggs and sausage that kind of thing
2: this is a beautiful house it must have many stories to tell she like awkwardly makes direct eye contact with uh with Joseph. If these walls could talk! <laughs> eye, direct eye contact again. <laughs> Slash puts his face in his hands. <laughs> all right, you know what? I'm going to do a sweep of the perimeter of this house. See if there's anything on the outside. You all take care of this. Mm-hmm.
0: She just, like, awkwardly, like, stiffly walks out of the room. I'm sorry, Joseph. Forgive my my traveling partner. She is... Extremely cautious, especially given the circumstances surrounding Van Richten's extraction. On that note, buddy system, and Lustra's gonna go with that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Fair.
0: Leave the two high charisma people with the social interaction. We're good. There you go. Um, Slash so will look over to, to Joseph. The young master and his father have already briefed us on people who should be aware or available on the estate, um, which is why I knew about Casimir. I suspect we should expect Carl and Elise and Greta for breakfast as well. I certainly do not wish to interrupt your schedule.
3: No, Carl never comes for breakfast either. I'm sure he'll be around to start his groundskeeping at some point later this morning, but... No, never here with for breakfast. Just myself and my daughters. And as if on cue, you hear some uh footsteps coming down the stairs, two sets. One set much lighter and quicker than the other. And it's Greta that kind of comes running into the kitchen first, clutching her doll. Elise, just a few steps behind her both look very healthy and alive and greta just looks at van richten and says rudy you're home early <sighs> and we'll call it a week there
0: on, oh, man deja
3: vu grand day oh
0: man this is
3: uh